Today, my ex-girlfriend joins me to discuss Trader Joe's, the acclaimed yet polarizing HBO show Girls, her feelings on teaching and the possibility of schools opening up for the fall, and why she would not recommend dating a closeted homosexual. This episode contains explicit language, so listener discretion is advised. That's fucking rough. Please don't judge me. Oh my god. I'm sitting in a closet and I haven't showered in three days. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So I guess we can just start with talking about Trader Joe's. Yeah, it wasn't something that I learned about until I was like 24. And it was through you whenever we went to that really nice one. I remember the first things that I got were the like honey wheat pretzels. The pretzel sticks. Yeah. <clears throat> the cookies and cream, cookie butter, their fruit belts. I was like blown away by the entire thing. And then we drove three hours back to BFE. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it was one of the reasons that I moved was because I knew that there was a Trader Joe's within some vicinity. There's Trader Joe's everywhere. And where we were living... I Googled it, and the closest one was like three hours. Yeah, you're right. But one thing that I've noticed is that they have a really big online fan base on Reddit specifically, but also there's a ton of like review accounts on Instagram for the products. And there's even an account called like To To Be Discontinued Trader Joe's, and it gives you a heads up about items that are about to be discontinued so you can prepare for the heartbreak really yeah thankfully i've never seen anything that like made me truly distraught it's main it's mainly shit like (laughs) carrot spaghetti and (laughs) stuff that they were like experimenting with but it just never took off as long as they don't get rid of orange chicken i think i'll be fine you don't think the meat is subpar Sometimes you get a bite that's a little questionable, but you just got to, like, keep on going and then swallow it. Um, <laughs> the chicken fried rice, that chicken is way more edible than the orange chicken for sure. Well, because I feel like the orange chicken is, like, maybe different pieces, like, all clumped together. The more I talk about it, the more it grosses me out, so <laughs> I really want to keep liking it. <laughs> well, as long as they keep it. <laughs> <gasps> okay, so what are some of your all-time favorite items? Well, definitely the puffs. The I don't think I could. Ones. Yeah, I don't think I could eat those sober either. Like, I think they just got so... Because I think I tried one time, and I was kind of like, Ugh definitely the orange chicken what else do i always get just like the frozen meals so i feel like i'm a cook but you know i'm really not have you had any of their gnocchi their frozen gnocchi dishes g-n-o-c-c-h-i oh okay i know what you're talking about no i haven't they're so good there's one that's like gorgonzola based one that's marinara based and then they start to get weird. There's like one stuffed with marinara sauce and then one made out, out of chocolate. And it's just, they have like a cauliflower option. So 
It sounds a little excessive. We, whenever we have like our yearly Christmas party, that's where we go to get like the little appetizers. So the lemon grass chicken sticks are really good. And they have these basically like an egg roll, but in a nice little pouch. (laughs) (laughs) So people are like, oh my God, did you make these? And part of me really wants to say yes, but you know. As of recent, um, with... Um, all of these like social and civil injustices coming to light. Mm-hmm. Someone made a post on the Trader Joe's subreddit talking about how uh, Trader Joe's only accommodates white people and is more geared for people in affluent neighborhoods. And while they preach about giving back to the community, um, a lot of communities haven't really seen any action. And then there's the issue I don't know if you've seen any of the like Karen freak out videos, but there is at least two in a Trader Joe's where a woman mm-hmm. is freaking out and throwing baskets and it just kind of adds to the case that was brought up against them. Yeah. You know what I've noticed about those ones too that are happening in Trader Joe's like Karen, cause I follow all those Instagram accounts. It's always happening in like a long beach, California or like Santa Monica. I feel like it's always like the California area. And I feel really ashamed. Like, I don't really tell people anymore where I'm from because people are like, oh, you're a Californian. But (laughs) (laughs) why haven't they broken you off at the state border and pushed you into the ocean yet? I mean, I'm basically from here now, right? I think so. Well, I guess we can move on to girls. You left out one of my two, actually, of my all-time favorite quotes, but start from the beginning. Well, I shared the note with you so that you could edit it before now. We've gone live. There's no way to change (laughs) now. I can't believe you forgot one. A dildo that I've destroyed from ovary <laughs> are you on crack <laughs> i have a child your age <laughs> oh my god that whole episode is fucking iconic a lot of people either love it or people hate it in your uh, teaching career since you come in contact with a lot of white women no offense when you bring it up to them are they like oh yeah I totally love it slash know what it is no one knows what it is (laughs) (laughs) they're like well do you watch The Bachelorette (laughs) (laughs) what about Love Island (laughs) yeah that's when I'm like this conversation's over yeah it's basically The Bachelorette you should just tell them that and then scar them for life as they have (laughs) Dunham's dog nipples for six seasons (laughs) (laughs) season one she's for sure like naked every five minutes there was one season where she toned it down yeah and you maybe only saw her naked once but then in the later years she like showed her bush at least Mm -hmm. three times like in the principal's office and then again when she was sun tanning because she said that um Kira Knightley sons her pussy or something <laughs> but some parts of the series were like borderline delusional and uh, specifically whenever she just happens to go to that doctor's brownstone 
and he like he like keeps her for two days i can't bear to let her go until she finally fucks it up but the notion that patrick wilson would be attracted to a character like hannah horvath i think was a reach and there was a post on reddit that was asking what episode of a show made you stop watching completely and there were so many comments of people saying that the doctor episode of girls made them stop watching yeah Mm -hmm. that in the q-tip episode because that got (laughs) a lot of attention when it happened what was the one quote oh my god (laughs) come back you've made your grand entrance what are you doing? It was like, he was like, hey, at some point, text me to come in. I'm going to be like, what's going on in here? <laughs> are you talking to your ex, huh? <laughs> yeah? Oh Hiding in the closet talking to your ex? <laughs> he's got like a lighter in his hand. And he's like violently drunk. <laughs> what kind of wine was it? Trader Joe's. Rosé. Um. So at least it's on brand for the episode. And that's true. All right, you guys. Night. Night. Okay, back to it. Okay, so what was the quote? Was that it? The one about um, when did you eat jerky? Yes, and the dildo from overuse. But these two that you put on here, I honestly don't remember. Wait, it, um, the middle one. Can you chill the fuck out about dinner? Seriously, that duck tasted like a used condom, and I want to forget about it. yes what what episode is that you have to remember it's it's one of the better episodes is it the first season no it's third season they go on a trip to the beach yes and shoshana is like drunk on the couch and she just go around (laughs) talking shit to everybody yeah 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 what about you miss tan legs Um, my favorite episode, though, is her wedding day. And she, <laughs> she comes out looking like a fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> and she walks down the stairs so confidently before she actually sees it in the mirror. And so you just see her cascading down the stairs. And what did she say she wanted the wedding to be? A mixture of um, Christian wedding and Ralph Lauren. Something pretentious. and Yeah. Like bohemian she had a damn flower crown on her head okay so since you are a teacher i thought that while you're here i would get your perspective are you on your phone this entire time yeah i'm looking at our notes okay oh gotcha so why don't you give me the guidelines that you've been or does it stress you out to talk about it we don't have to talk about it no it's fine i stress it about everything so it's whatever um, so, so far, what are the guidelines you've been given by your school district for the fall? Um, so we're going to, parents have a choice. They can either do full in-class face-to-face or they can do online. And so they can't, you know, come to school Monday, Tuesday, and then be like, oh, just kidding. You know, we want to go online. Um, they have to stay <laughs> with their decision for a whole grading period so like nine weeks um and then of course masks are mandatory they are giving us like face shields and stuff so nothing though on 
you know, how our rooms need to be set up or anything like that, which really stresses me out because I'm a planner and I want to know what it's going to look like and things like that. They haven't told us, you know, of course they haven't given out the parent survey to see how many kids are going to come, but it'd be nice to know our superintendent is taking care of us and telling us, you know, every step of the way he's doing a webinar every Friday to keep us updated. So I'm really grateful for that. It's just, you know, I like to have our kids be together and talking and working in groups and, and that's just not, that's not feasible. Um, and then of course they gave like all the scenarios. If, if someone in your class was tested positive and there's like five different things, which is just insane. So it sounds like basically every day we're going to have to take note of every kid that's wearing a mask and who's not wearing a mask and where people are sitting because if a kid tests positive, then we have to see, okay, was everyone in the class wearing a mask? Okay, if they weren't, then who were, who were they sitting next to? Was that kid wearing a mask or not? Because then they decide who's going to you know go home and quarantine. So it's really stressful and it sucks. This isn't what we signed up for, but that's pretty much the guidance that we've been giving, given, you know, I know out in California, LA just said they're not starting school and they don't, no. well, they're going to start school, but it's going to be online and they don't know when they'll go back. So I know here they're like, we're going back no matter what. Um, so. Well, it's good that the kids were given the option between online and in person, mm -hmm. but that all sounds extremely overwhelming. Yeah. What I'm seeing online, especially on Twitter, petitions are being formed um, to increase teacher pay, to have them considered essential workers, mm -hmm. um, specifically because it's impossible. I would assume it's impossible to manage how, like how many students are you expected to have were you expected to have before COVID in the classroom? So I have at least 20, but I teach three classes. So I have 60 kids um, a day and, you know, they all sit in the same chair as another kid that came before them. And we, you know, share supplies. And so I was in charge of at least 60 a day. And how much are you expecting? Are you estimating to come back for in-person classes? When they gave the survey, I think in the beginning of June or the end of May, it was 80-20. 80% said they'd send their kids back and 20% said they wouldn't. But that's when everyone thought it was calming down. So now I don't know when it's going to be like with it spiking back up. Right. And it's obviously different for each state because different states are having higher spikes than others. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing so many infographs. Um, there was one showing when the schools closed, and it was at like 3,000 coronavirus cases. And then it showed the, the timeline of when schools are expected to open, and it's now at above 3 million cases. There's this coronavirus tracker that I check out at least once a day that has like stats and everything. Right now, New York has the most cases, and then Florida, and then Texas. But the United States is number one in the world by far. Yeah. 
So we met through uh, mutual friends of ours who had recently started dating and are now married. And at the time, you were living in California for the summer, correct? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yes. It's not an interrogation. <laughs> yes, Your Honor. <laughs> and so we like what texted and talked on the phone for like three weeks before you got there okay so what i don't even know what to ask because i wanted to ask did you see any red flags of me being a homo whenever we were dating (laughs) um like the first week i was back in town and i was you know psychotic back then but (laughs) when i went through your phone and who was it well, we're oh, not going to well, say their name. I know, I know, I know. I forgot. We're still friends to this day. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went through your phone and found all those messages. And I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, what's going on? And you were a really great storyteller. And you were like, I needed a friend. So I just like pretended. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Oh, Why that makes cringe. sense. <laughs> so that like was, I mean, it was whatever. And then, I mean, there was like one red flag, but you were really good at lying about it. So we'll not go into detail about that. But <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy came like thirty percent of the time, so I should have guessed. Um, but no, I don't think so. Not that I can really think. But the like right where it was really hard was you would be like, I need a break. And it'd be go like three days without hanging out. And I was just like, this is different. But I mean, okay. And I felt really fucking annoying. Like I felt really clingy, even though I probably was. But I don't know. I probably like stress you the fuck out. And you'd be like, I need a I need my space. And I'd just be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I think it was very um, vulnerable times in both of our lives. Like you had just gone out of a really bad relationship and I hadn't dated anybody in like two years. And so it was like a perfect storm for us to become dependent on each other without really knowing what that meant. Like I still have some guilt about it for sure, about bringing someone into the situation and just messing with emotions and I think that doesn't get spoken about who exactly gets victimized whenever you are feel like you're forced into a situation where you can't fully be yourself and you have to conceal certain things and live your life a certain way to make people happy and it was a really big deal back then and I think it was because of where I was from, obviously. And like you yeah. saw that firsthand, like in classes. And like you said about your school suing you because you had an equality sticker on the back of your car. Yeah. And I hope that it's not like that now, especially with a lot of kids, you know, graduating high school, going to college. Um, luckily, I'm pretty sure that all of, what is it, Gen Z? Well, I'm pretty sure they're all gay. Did you have any hard feelings about that time in our lives? Maybe for like a week, but then I like came back to your door and I was like, well, let's just like, let's just talk about it. I just remember the night that everything kind of like came out, like it all kind of like made sense. Mm -hmm. And then I just didn't want you to like 
be alone in that, I guess. So the the hard feelings kind of just disappeared once the truth all came out. And really there wasn't like at the beginning, of course, but then right after like a week or whatever, however long, it was just like, like I said, like a relief. And uh, it was just like, a, then it became like a friendship that was taking like a different path and that, and I appreciated you still wanting to have that friendship, you know? Mm-hmm. So there was no hard feelings. It was definitely like an eye-opening experience and what have you, but I don't think so. Yeah, I think because we had just, well, because at that point we had watched a few seasons of Girls Together and we were so like cringily obsessed with it. And there was that storyline of Elijah and Hannah dated, but then she finds out he's gay and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think because we were able to relate to that, that it kind of made things easier. Definitely. And you're married now and you have a house and a dog and cats and. Yeah, I'm like a fucking housewife. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Do you guys get along in quarantine? Oh, for sure. He, I mean, like to this morning, every five seconds, it's like, fuck, fuck this, fuck this. Ugh. And I'm, that's getting really annoying. I like can't <laughs> handle like listening to work anymore. But we're just like getting fat together, you know, it's been fun. So well, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to like say you're welcome? Yes, that was the point. Now we have to do it again. Okay. Three, two. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Get off your phone and please listen to this last... (laughs) God. This... (laughs) 